The following program contains mature themes that may offend you and challenge you. As a result, you may paint an innumerable amount of Bristol boards, piss, and exhale fire, call for the host to be disemboweled in the village square, push for suppression, compelled speech, and an infinite number of deplatformings. Other listeners may experience the urge to laugh as we all hurl towards Armageddon, tolerate diversity of thought, control their childlike emotional impulses, stop taking everyone and everything so seriously. But either way, listener discretion is advised. This is Unmentionable, an unhealthy dose of realism with your host, Jordan Power. Always try to make his penis hard, not his life. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's very valid. Yes. Make his dick hard, not no. his life. So he will make your pussy wet, not your eyes. Always try to. What a poet. Amen. Amen to that. Who is this woman that used to be Asian and lifted her brow to white girl status? I mean, what kind of a pla- do you see what I'm saying here? It's like I we can see, see it, the I remnants see of played again. Just you guys will hear the audio. I just want to make his penis hot, not his life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. correct. Yeah. 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 Yeah default face you yeah, have yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's like chloe like kardashian. kardashian like she's meant to look like chewbacca <laughs> she was always she she didn't have what we call the good starter face like yeah. kim kardashian where we're just tweaking yeah. chloe was like ooh, <laughs> like we're, we're starting we're starting from will the beast <laughs> welcome to unmentionable podcast <laughs> I'm Jordan Power. Let's go, let's go. Episode 99. Next week is 100 episodes. If you'd like to access the archives of this show and you are a Spotify user, you will see about 30 to 40 episodes locked. If you'd like to access those, hit the lock button. If you are on Apple, you will see only so many um, episodes in your timeline there on the app. And if you want to access the rest of them, hit the button at the top to become a premium user. Activate your Apple Pay. It takes two seconds, and it'll unlock 30 to 40 episodes archived of this show. Those are permanently archived. And as always, you can join the Patreon, patreon.com slash unmentionablepodcast for bonus content every week. If you'd like to contact the show, unmentionablepodcast at gmail.com. I've had a couple people suggest guests for the show, people that are interested in coming on. Just send us a few sentences about who you are, what you're looking to talk about. Um, if it's something we've previously covered, probably not interested in doing it for a long time. But if you have a different slant on it or you want to go in a different direction, let us know. Helpful. Uh, I have some news on my bag. Oh, yeah. What happened to your bag, dude? I don't know. The, I don't know the sound effects. So I'm just going to hit one. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's kind of it. She's like, your bag's on the next flight to Canada. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Literally, that's what that's what it's like. <laughs> oh shit! So. My bag, if you haven't been listening to the show, if you're just joining now, my bag, I went to Israel, they lost my bag. It's been now 59 days, I believe, somewhere around 60 days. Oh shit, two months. Two months, okay? So the policy of the airline, A-E-G-E-A-N, the airline of Greece, which I imagine I'm on some sort of no-fly list with them now. (laughs) <laughs> because they kept lying to me. Oh, your bag's on the next flight to, Can- flight to Canada. We found it. All the lies that we've been saying on this show. Um, and uh, basically, I said, 
the last time I talked to them, they were like, it's on the next flight to Canada. And then they said to me that the company that they hired, the light courier to get the bag to me, uh, lost the bag or they couldn't get in contact with them. Another lie from HN because I decided to call the courier company myself and they have no record of this bag ever being sent to Canada, ever being sent to them. Uh, then I asked the airline for a file reference number so that I could confirm that the courier didn't have it and they wouldn't give it to me. But I then, for my new strategy, and I do recommend this to everyone to do this strategy, you're more than welcome to do it, is I said, well, I'm getting nowhere with Irene. She's lied to me. I don't have the money that I'm owed. Um, and so I just started st starting email chains where um, I first I would start with Irene and then every day I would add an executive at the company. How did uh, you find these people? I'm savvy. Okay. Once you figure out the email format, yeah. you can use the first name, last name, get a little creative. Right. You got to speak more in the mic. Right, right, right. So I started with Irene and then I said... Irene, you've lied to me. You haven't paid me the money you owe me. It's two months. Like, copied the CEO. Okay. Then the next day, I said, good morning. Today marks 55 days since you've lost my bag. I do not have compensation or I don't have the bag. Next day. Good morning. Today marks day 56. Wow. Copied the vice president of AGN wow. Airlines, CEO Irene. <laughs> She's going like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Same email over and over. Good morning. Copying the head of corporate communications for AGN. These are people making like half a billion to a million a year. Yeah. Did you have an alarm on your phone? Like, oh, I have to message. No, it just became my ritual. Like, it just became my morning. So people <laughs> have, wake up. I don't do coffee anymore in the morning. So I just email AGN Airlines. <laughs> I look at Bruce. I kiss him on the forehead. I say, it's another beautiful day to message Air AGN Airlines to get my property back. And the compensation that I'm legally owed yeah. from them. God forbid. Uh, so then I got up to day, I think it was like day 58 or 59. I had, At that point, there were six top executives. I started at the top and I just moved down, right? So I went from CEO, vice president, CFO, head of corporate communications. Like I went down the chain. I got to about six. And these people are getting emails wow. in the morning going, what the fuck? Well, Some of them would bounce back. So then I'd be like, oh, no, no, no. I can f find the real email. So I'd try different combinations. Yeah. And I got to the point. Yeah, I think there was like probably some six, seven, eight executives on the email with Irene. And it was just the same email every day. As if to lay bare how ridiculous that this had become, that oh I would just change God. the day. Today oh marks 57 God. days. I don't have the following, and I would list it. Yeah. Um, so then uh, I got an email this Saturday that just passed. Good morning. And it was another person. I'm the head of the Bags. customer service, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know, your bag. They go into this whole spiel about how COVID-19, this summer has been really difficult with COVID-19 and losing the bags. Again, not my fucking problem. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I wasn't even asking for my personal belongings back. I assumed those were long gone and, you know, someone had either stolen them or just somehow it's, I don't even someone's know. Someone's wearing them. I don't know. Totally someone's wearing them. Whatever. <laughs> We've been through this. <laughs> I was just like, can I just have the money I'm legally owed because you lost my property two months ago? Yeah. So they said basically they admitted in the email that the bag was permanently lost. They couldn't find it again. Why would they lie about well, the they company? Well, they said it was everything. the courier in Toronto's fault. Again, I call the courier. They have no recollection. I don't even think it was ever on the flight. They're just straight up mendacious. Just straight up lying over and over. Oh, my God. And Delicious. Nice. Yeah. So I 
wrote back to them and I was like, unsurprising, can I just get the money then? Yeah. And they, I realized that the, the money that they owe you is capped. I think it's going to come out to like about $1,700, which once I factor in the cost of a new bag and everything inside the bag and everything I had to buy. Because of the... Because of like to have clothes when it's in yeah. Tel Aviv. I think I'm probably going to lose money. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You so probably had like more expensive stuff in your bag. I mean, it's just what it is. It's gone. It's gone. And it's not just the money. It's like also the sleep. Well, now I can sleep because they did transfer me money. They oh, they transferred did? Me mo- they, oh, get, again, they fucked that up again. They transferred me what they said was a thousand euros. And I did the calculation. I'm like, we're short like 200 bucks. And then they blamed it on the commission from my bank. As if my bank takes a $200 commission to receive a wire. What the fuck? I can't handle the flurry of lies. I just can't handle the lies. None of it makes sense. You lie. The bag wasn't on the flight. You didn't give it to the courier. You haven't paid me. You paid me. Then you paid me short. Yeah. It's just like a constant barrage of lies. The whole thing. It's just ridiculous. So uh, anyways, I guess it's nice though. At least I'm done with them. Finally, this yeah. After like end, two end months it. later, two months after Fuck. getting on that flight, I'm gonna have PTSD now every time I fly that this is gonna happen again. Yeah, not choosing this airline anymore because I didn't know bags just get like permanently lost. I assume at some point they would find it and get it to you, but best not. Just, just I think it's a lesson for me that when I travel and for everyone listening, is that like in your courier or in your carry on bag, you should put your valuable items. Like for example, I had a Bose speaker in my main luggage. That's $500. I don't have that anymore. Oh, fuck. so that really ate into the money they owed me. Fuck. So it's, it's rough. It's rough. Like it's just, but you know what? I'm just like making peace with it. I'm like, whatever. All, all my favorite clothes are gone. You know, my favorite running shoes. And like, I had three oh, pairs no. of shoes in there. So I just went on, I started buying new stuff, but I was like, yeah, I think I'm actually in the hole. I I'm, I think I'm genuinely in the hole when I do the math because I spent about a thousand on clothes there. So I'm trying to get some through my credit card because your credit card will top it up. Right. But of course, I haven't heard from them for over a month too. So. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Coming up on the show, we have Amy. She's an asexual uh, that we found. She was in the New York Post and then... I don't know. All that stuff is um, goes through all the tabloids as well, the UK tabloids. But um, she's going to talk about what it's like to be asexual, what she feels when people try to hit on her, how men react when she tells them that she's asexual, how her family reacted. So we'll get into all that in a few minutes. Um, but I have had a guest at my house this weekend. Now, Shivam brought this up, and I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> So, Paulo, <laughs> hello. I know you listen to this show. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> right here. This is his fault. It's not about me. It's not about me. Okay. Due to reasons that I will not discuss on this podcast, <laughs> Paulo could not sleep at his apartment on Friday and Saturday. Wait, who is he for the new people who are listening? Because a lot of new people have joined. You, you should have joined a while ago. Go, go, go figure it out. <laughs> Stop catering to these people that show, you know, at a hundred episodes. <laughs> um, so Paulo couldn't sleep at his house for reasons that, you know, listen, people think I'm, I'm very blunt, harsh, militant at times, you know, like people see me with my dog and they go, wow, you're really intense with how you train your dog. I'm like, yeah, that's why he behaves that way. And he respects me and we don't have any issues. And that's why your kid's a nightmare. Do you get it? There's a, there's a correlation there. <laughs> 
your kid doesn't respect you and they probably won't respect you for the next 20 years because you set the conditions. So Paulo comes to my house on Friday and under the guise of that, he's going to come over and watch a movie with me. Yeah. I said, okay. Like I wasn't in the mood to go out. I was like, yeah, come on over. So he comes over, tells me the story of, uh, why he can't sleep in his own bed that night. And then turns to me and says, let's go try out your new mattress. Okay. Right? Because I got a new mattress from Sleep Country, which I'll talk about in a second. And then, so we lay in my bed. He's really loving the mattress. I got these new sheets. They're basically silk, new pillows, mattress. He's really loving the mattress. He's really getting cozy. It's about 11 p.m. in there. Yeah. And he almost falls asleep in my bed. And I said, why are you, like, can we go watch the movie? Like, why are you in my bed? And he just turns to me and confesses that uh, he brought a bag and he'll be sleeping at my house tonight. No. Because he without, couldn't sleep at his own. Without telling you. Without telling me. And oh there wasn't shit. even there wasn't even a movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> what a prank. The problem though. with me is I don't really like <laughs> people in my house. Like I don't really like people. I basically like to like just, you know, wear yeah. my boxer. Like if you go to my house, it's just like you I'm usually in my underwear. Cooking, listening to music. I don't like to be bothered, interrupted. I also am a very light sleeper. So when people sleep in my house, I don't get good sleep. Right. And then it just cascades from there. And so he slept in my house. I got an awful sleep the first night um, because Bruce also was jumping up in the bed to be because Bruce sleeps at the end of my bed and we're good. But Bruce was being like, who the fuck's is like, who's this guy? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Because like, that's my spot. So Bruce, and he's complaining about Bruce, and I was like, no, this is Bruce's bed. Like, you know, you know. <laughs> so then the next night, I was doing some stuff and get a text from him around, like, 10 p.m., knowing that he doesn't have his bed again that night. Yeah. And it just says, what are you doing? Oh. And think, it's, like, it's like that person that messages you at, like, yeah. 2 a.m., like, you up. Yeah, 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 I get it. <laughs> and I just wrote back, like, are you fishing for a place to sleep tonight? And he was like, he was like, I can sleep on the couch sort of thing. Yeah. So I didn't know my weekend would be ruined (laughs) and I have to give up my house to him. (laughs) And then he messaged Chevy asking for a clip from the Patreon or something. (laughs) This fucking freeloader, man. He can't pay for the Patreon. He can't get a hotel. (laughs) I actually like, it's so funny because I always like realize how, I'm never, like, satisfied. Like, I start dating someone. I'm like, oh, I'd really love to, like, play house and date someone and have them in my house. And then you know who was here for, like, four days. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I don't like this either. (laughs) Like, I don't like... I like waking up, like, alone. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, like... Asexual. You want to go sleep with someone, but you want them to go, like, 4 a.m. in the morning and, like, not bother you. Somehow they just disappear somehow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't like, I don't like that like cutesy good morning. I'm I'm not really a morning person. Yeah. I don't like people in my space. I don't like them playing music that I don't like. I don't like them putting on TV. I don't like, like I like my own space. And I realized this having someone here is just like, it's very hard. It would be very hard for me to coexist with someone, even in this apartment, which is very large. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, God yeah. forbid if I had to do it. Yeah. And I've only really lived with one boyfriend, and it's Paulo. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, you were, like, mo- the most comfortable with him. 
And now you can't even do that. Yeah, like I've dated people and they come over and sleep here, but then I'm just like resentful that they're in my space. Even if I care about them. It's like also when they, like I like cuddling, but then there's that moment when the cuddling stops and you're like, okay, don't touch me for the next eight hours because it interrupts your sleep. When someone's like, you know, has their arm on you and you feel like you're being suffocated. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. You get it. So One of my friends, you know how she figured out, because she's exactly like this. She has two rooms in her uh, house. And they both sleep separately, but they begin by sleeping together on one bed. And then in the middle of the night, she just gets up and goes to her bed and sleeps. Every night? The, whenever she, like, feels, like, even a little bit, like, she uncomfortable. She sees his dick getting hard. She's fucking pissed. <laughs> True. <laughs> that morning beast of a dick that every man has. <laughs> Women just wake up like, Jesus. Because a lot of men just yeah. wake up, roll over, and yeah. are like, where's a hole? Yeah, there's a story you were telling me about you waking up one day. Oh, yeah. What's that? Like, do you want to tell that story on the show? Sure. I should have smoked some weed for the for this <laughs> one. I didn't smoke this weed for this any weed for this episode. Okay. I've been trying to cut my weed consumption down because I did an acid trip last week. It was really intense uh, with my friend. And we did a little I, I didn't have a great time. He had or I had a great time. He didn't have a great time. He did a little too much. So I was basically bringing him back to life for about three hours. Oh, no. But I'm trying to cut my weed consumption down just because I feel like it's it was making me a bit dumb for a while. Like, people who say that weed doesn't make you dumb, I'm always like, have you met the people that work at the weed store? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even trying to be Bro. funny there. <laughs> It's like a warning sign. Like, you know, your parents always warn you about certain, don't be like that person. Basic arithmetic. I bought two grams of weed. It was $10 plus $12, like two different grams. Yeah. And the girl got the calculator out to add it up. And I wanted to be like, honey, this is a sign. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, I was telling Shivam about this date that I went on that I'm putting in my second book right now, but I'll give you the abridged version of it. So a few years ago, um, <laughs> wow, when people say they, they used to like, they don't, oh, I never drank and got crazy. I'm always like, that was like the only drinking I did do for a really long period of time. Yeah, like to get crazy, get, to get crazy, <laughs> to just, you know, escape from the pain of yeah. being me. And uh, I went on a date with this person. I was really excited because uh, it was someone that was, I think, physically out of my league at the time. Since then, he has aged like an avocado, and now I'm (laughs) ahead. But (laughs) it happens, you know? You say say that to certain people. You're like, you got the upper hand now, but like, wait for a couple years. I see how you don't wear sunscreen. (laughs) So... I went in this date. I was really excited, but then my friend warned me. He was like, "Oh, just want to." I forgot to warn you. Um, he's really good looking. He just has no personality. Uh, well, I was like, "Oh fuck!" So then I sort of thought that, well, this is just going to be a sexual thing. So we go on a date. We drank. We went to some bar. It was it was an awful bar. And I'm drinking beer, which I don't ever drink, but I can really like calibrate. I don't really know how much beer you can drink. It seems like you could just drink a lot. Yeah. It's low percentage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think we probably had about like, t- I would say about 10 pints of beer, which is a pint, a beer and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say like 15 beers. No way. Uh, and, uh, 
No fucking way. Folks. At 15 beers in about an hour and a half. <laughs> you were just gulping that down. I just kept ordering. I just, because, like, he was just telling me some story. Like, he worked for some, I remember what it was. Like, something like, he worked for, like, a peanut butter company or something. Like, he did he did something for a peanut butter company. Yeah. And, you know me, I'm just like, he's one of these people who never had to develop a personality yeah, because he was so, so good looking, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm drinking, drinking. He's drinking because you just go toe for toe. And I don't really remember going back to his place. I do remember the next thing I sort of like flat. That's when you're like drinking a lot. You just sort of like blink and all of a sudden you're in a new location. And I remember being in the middle of his kitchen and he had a soda stream machine. And he was like, let's at this point, we're like blackout ways. And he's like, let's make a vodka soda. And uh, gay pain runs deep. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I don't want to feel anything. I don't even want to know I exist. So I, he's like, can you make the vo- the soda? And I was like, yeah. And I would have never worked a soda stream in my life. But I pretended, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't want to be a cuck. So I put the thing in the soda stream machine. I guess I didn't seal it properly. And I pressed the button. And it shot the bottle the air pressure <laughs> shot the bottle across the room oh and then it sprayed God. water like everywhere. <laughs> and I'm just standing in the kitchen, just soaked. He's soaked. Then we were like kind of falling on each other. And then the next thing I, I flash to is I wake up at five ten in the morning. I am buck naked no. laying on the carpet face down. And there's an encyclopedia on my ass. No, what the fuck? And I look up and I see him on the bed. He's also naked. And it's just like, it looks like a crime scene. Like there's just stuff everywhere. I don't know what happened from SodaStream to that point. What the fuck? Oh yeah, it was. What the fuck? I don't, listen, I don't. I don't usually get blackout date on <laughs> blackout wasted on dates. Yeah. Like that's like one thing to get blackout wasted like at a club or a bar <laughs> with your friends. Yeah, more understandable. Of but course. blackout wasted on when you're trying to like find a partner. Yeah, is really a level of degeneracy that I'm not proud of. Yeah. So I woke up. I just grabbed my shoes. Uh, I went to the washroom to like go pee, and there was just like makeup everywhere, like like all kinds of powders and you know brushes and everything. And I was just like, "What the fuck?" Because I knew he had a roommate. Yeah. But just so much makeup. And then the next morning, and I somehow got home. I wake up at like maybe one p.m. or so, uh, and I send him a text saying like what happened last night and you know is your roommate a drag queen yeah and his roommate wasn't just a gay man who just really loves makeup loves makeup <laughs> and also he responded back asking me if i drug raped him <gasps> but like full sincerity like it what? wasn't it wasn't like oh, a did you fuck. put did you slip something in my drink he was like i just have to ask you something and uh and he's like, did you, did you, like, he's, I think the way he phrased it, but it was like something like, did you give me something to make me, like, like sleep, sleep or, or out of it last night, blah, blah, blah. And I just wrote back, like, no, we, 
we like I have the credit card bill. Like, no, we just drank a lot of money because we equally hate ourselves. <laughs> we both hate ourselves on the same level. That's why we consumed the same amount of alcohol. Um, and then that was it. I never and never talked about. It. And then maybe like four years later, because you know when you're gay, like the community's so small. I just yeah. like walked into a party with my friends, and I was just like, oh, fuck. he was there. He was there, but like you never. I mean, the last thing you remember is like being naked with the encyclopedia like so you don't remember anything from that night no those are the i remember getting to the bar the next flash is the kitchen with the with soda, the soda stream, stream and then the next flash is encyclopedia and no matter how hard you try to think you, it doesn't come to you at all like, well i was like i like, didn't did want to ask that was the thing i did i didn't want to ask him that because if he knew and I didn't, I'd be like, damn, I can't hold my liquor. Oh, shit. Yeah. But I don't I don't th- I don't even think we were capable of we were barely capable of speaking. Right. So we probably just fell on each other, tried to have sex and that I just like, let's read an encyclopedia instead. <laughs> and then somehow like ended up on the floor. Yeah, because that's what I don't get. Like, how are you naked if you like? Well, I didn't feel like like there was any penetrate you know you could feel like a like a phantom dick yeah yeah yeah. i didn't feel like there was any like penetration i say yeah yeah, yeah. like i do know how it feels i i <laughs> i saw the way i saw the way you were acknowledging i'm like oh you would know you would know shiva you buy curious you know oh god you just feel you could feel like a little bit of action yeah, okay maybe i don't know okay yeah I, your hands maybe. like a little cramped like yeah. i don't i don't know but I don't know. Did did your body hurt in any way? Emotionally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but oh yeah. Man. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it was something. Very, very asexual story for today. <laughs> I I've never avoided someone at a party so well. Like I was like doing like you know, I just stand strategically the whole time in different positions because, like, what do you even say after that kind yeah. of ex- an experience? Yeah, There's like a mutual understanding between the two of us. Like, we just don't leave that in the past. Yeah, just let it go. And one day I'll talk about it on a podcast. But for the most part, <laughs> like, leave, leave it in the past. Like most things. <laughs> you know me; I don't leave things well. in the past. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Fucking crazy story. I bro. used to just—I mean, it was just—it was like dating was like a extreme contact yeah. sport for me. Did you ever leave a date, like, in middle of sex or, like, in middle of, like, hooking up where you were like, yeah, this is, like, you, like, I don't want to do this. Well, I used to have a code with my friend where he would text me if we would text something yeah. to for the person to call us. Yeah. Like I, an emergency. Oh, call me. It's an it emergency. It would be, like, the eagle has landed. And yeah. then <laughs> we would text that to them. And then, like, it, within a couple of minutes, you would get a phone call. And you'd be like, oh, just a second, I got to take this. Yeah. Leave from the table. The two of you would come up with a plan of what you were going to say when you got back to the table as to why you had to leave. Yeah, yeah, And it was something like, my sister's in the hospital right now. Um, You know, just make up different things. She's got MS. The next day, she's got cancer. The next day, she's got psychological problems. You know, you can do stuff like that. So we've done a couple of those. We've we've done... You got to be... be strategic you gotta yeah. play defense out there it's rough <laughs> we've never like got up in the middle of hooking up actually it's only dates uh i don't think i've ever i think one time it was just really awkward and we both just kind of agreed but then other oh. times i've just sort of like powered through different experiences right i think a lot of people do that they're like listen i'll just i'm already there like 
I'll just yeah. power through the experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because also now you have to go back and like jerk off because you're still horny, right? Like it's like. No, I think if you you're not because I think the experience turns you off so much probably mm-hmm. that you're just like, wow, you really drained that sex drive out of me. Right, right, right. Anyway, if you have a couple seconds, please go on iTunes, <laughs> but to support the show, five stars. I think that's it. Oh, if you're on Spotify as well, you can rate it. Um, so we're going to get into Amy Butler. Not in her, but yeah, because she's asexual. Sorry, bad joke. <laughs> I, I agree, guys. If there's ever an unmentionable like takeoff show hosted by Shivy, I'm sure it will do really well. <laughs> Just dad jokes after one one after another, <laughs> amusing himself. I picture you doing like a solo, just a solo recap of like today I was molested by Jordan. Like you know all oh the yeah. things they do. Yeah, today yeah, Jordan yeah. pressured me to suck a dick. Just kidding, he did that one on his own. <laughs> Have you sucked a dick? Uh, no. No. See how he hesitated there. <laughs> I have not. We're not gonna talk about it on the show. We love the mystery around here. Okay, yes. well, anyways, here's Amy coming up on the show, and we're going to put all her information in the show notes if you want to follow her on TikTok or if you feel like you yourself are asexual and would like more information, I'm sure she can uh, illuminate that for you. Enjoy. Come on. We are here with Amy Butler, asexual. Amy, asexuals do not get enough PR, so you are leading the way with this article because it's one of those things where you hear about it. I guess it's under the umbrella of LGBT, but I, it's sort of like, I guess, like agnostic or people who are non-religious. It's sort of like you're abstaining from, I guess, the sexual component, so people ignore that part of it. But I want to go through and dispel some of the myths around asexuality because I'm going into this. I mean, I did a little research, but I'm going to this pretty blind. So why don't you tell us a little bit about growing up, what when you realized that you were asexual, and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, sure. I mean, some people don't like to say that it's in the LGBT plus community, but we just... We ignore that because um, it's a very accepting, most people are very accepting. And I think that's like what it's about really, isn't it? Um, but growing up, like, I I didn't really, I didn't know that asexual was a, a thing, which is why I'm so for um, being out and open about this subject. Because the way I found out, I literally just Googled, why do I not want to have sex? And then this asexual label hits you in the face and it's like a ton of bricks if if you didn't know it it even existed um so I thought maybe like I was broken or I need to go to the doctors or there's something in my brain that I'm missing like for a bit I thought like I was missing a chromosome or something um but no it's just it's another form of sexuality and um it's absolutely fine so did (laughs) you go through like puberty and when the hormones around you all your friends their hormones are raging and you sort of felt like you heard them talking about like especially the men you know masturbating all the time and did you sort of feel it then like in your teenage years like something you weren't feeling that desire I think it's so this is where people get confused it's like 
sexual desire to have sex with someone else and then a libido and having the hormones racing around you is they're different things so I don't really feel like sexual attraction to people I don't look at someone and really say I want to rip their clothes off or if I'm with them very very rarely I will feel that I want to kiss them I want them to touch me and blah 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 however my libido is still um, it, it can be high, it can be low, it can be anything, depending on a lot of things, like uh, my cycle, my situation, what's going on in my life, like anyone else. So they're completely, completely different things. And asexual people can still have sex and still feel the pleasure from it. They just don't maybe have the desire or maybe they don't have it as often as some people. Right. Does that make sense? I mean, kind <laughs> of. So, if you're saying like the you don't have the desire to rip someone's clothes off, et cetera, et cetera, does it does that mean if your libido's still there, still there, does that mean you just masturbate to get that tension off of you, like masturbate to nothing? Um, I wouldn't say to nothing because for me personally, I don't. I've not really spoken to anyone else about this. I don't know many asexuals, so I don't know other people's situation. But for me personally, like. I can still think and fancy someone like a celebrity or something and find them like attractive. I still know if someone's attractive. I just, when I'm with someone physically in person, I don't necessarily want them to like touch me straight away or it takes time. And um, like we need to build that proper connection first, uh, which could take ages. Um, so, and I still, I still get like sexual desires or like the, I know what what else do you call it um like I feel I feel like I need to get something off my chest or whatever then yeah sure there, there's other ways you don't need a partner to do to do those kind of things um and yeah I still I still experience those feelings do you ever um, watch but, porn or, or is it, it is the idea of watching porn all the time just like not interesting to you no I have I've 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 tried it. I feel like that was a big part of like the journey really and discovering like yourself. And, um, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it really. I've not really, sometimes it's, it's, it depends on the day and depends on the mood. I think like some, I, I very, very rarely find it interesting or will go to that but I have done in the past. It's not like completely off the radar, but it's not something that like I seek to watch do you feel so if you are dating do you put this on your dating profile i don't do uh social media dating like online dating or anything like that oh god you must Whoa. be so level-headed <laughs> did you try it at some point I've, I've fully 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 tried it and um this was all before like my i call it my realization this was all before I even knew asexual was a thing. And I was like, I've just not found the right guy. I need to really like put effort into it and stuff. So I'd go on um, online and I'd get so bored of getting to know people over chat, like over text. I find it so boring. And also I always find like, because I'm such a personality person, I, I'm attracted to personality, talent or whatever, less about looks necessarily. I'm like, well, they just might not take a very good picture or they might have like the, the most nicest personality, but I can't be swiping right or, or left. Like, is it right for good? Yeah. Uh, left is I bad. Yes. Right for good. I can't be swiping right on everyone just because they might have the banter or like they, they might be nice. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I don't have that visual, like, well, I do. Have, 
I do find people like fit and attractive, but because I get bored and I need to know people, their personality and stuff like that, I just find it so tedious. Like, yeah, well, it's the, it's the 4D experience you're looking for, which is what, you know, interpersonal connection most people are looking for. I think what you struggle with and not just people who are asexual, like everyone struggles with is that the apps are what you put into them, right? So a lot of people will try to forge a substantial connection by using one word on an app. Hey, how are you? Good. What do you do for work? That kind of stuff. That doesn't really lead to anything romantic versus in life. It's so much quicker. You had a bar, boom, 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 boom. And the other thing is that people can't rehearse. A lot of times you will go on a date with someone and you're like, God, they were so witty uh, on the app. And then you go on a date and it's like, yeah, because they took, you know, three minutes to come up with that answer. Um, well, they're like, send it to their friend. Like, should I say this? Yeah. Should I say this one? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Me. Yeah. So I understand the aversion to it. So where do you meet people to date? Um, I've, my line of work is brilliant for meeting new people because I meet people on different jobs all the time. Like I'm, I'm self-employed, um, I'm a self-employed performer. So I'm constantly moving from job to job, meeting new people. Um, and I think recently that's where I've been going on dates with people or finding the people to go on dates with, um, which is great. Um, and also I haven't really been like, it's not been a priority of mine to go on dates recently. I think it's been such a journey, like accepting myself that I'm only just in that place really that I'm, I'm ready to go on dates and sort of say to people, look, this is who I am. Are you still interested? I'm only just in that place. And um, yeah, I think in the new year, I'm going to, I'm going to sort of maybe put myself out there a little bit more and find dates and stuff i really want to go speed dating oh that sounds awful that sounds really (laughs) awful a lot of divorced dads there i don't think you want that i just go like young do you know what i mean like it's a little manic to talk to someone for what like two minutes and then jump to the next person so if you're going on if you're meeting a guy let's say you met him through work or something like that at what point in the conversation do you bring this up So I have, I've obviously, I've I've dated, dated, I've been on dates with people since this and it really depends on the person I've found. I think if someone is really forward and they're kind of, you can kind of almost tell if they're expecting like a kiss or something like quite early on, I'm I'm going in there, I'm telling them my situation, I'm telling them who I am. (laughs) Not when they're going for the kiss, I feel like someone's like getting close to me at the pub, like being a bit maybe touchy-feely or um, speaking about sort of these kind of things. And you I'll bring it up. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'll bring it up then. But um, it's almost like a safety thing, I think, mm. to sort of just like m- make it clear to people that I'm not about that, so don't try it, otherwise it's gonna freak me out. And then you'll be painted in a weird light. But um, some people I've not told until like the third date maybe, or the second date. Um, do they, do they treat it like it's that. it's a challenge? Like, oh baby, you just haven't tried anal with me. Um, it, no, not face to face. I've had it a lot okay. on, like, online and comments and stuff like that. I've had, oh, 
it's, it, oh, it, it makes me cringe when people do that. It makes me like. Well, I think it, <laughs> it's because you've acted. It's like you've activated the competitive nature of men. Like it's it's and women too, but like in general, like people value what they think they have to work for. So when you say, oh, like I'm an asexual, they go like, oh, well, she just never had good sex. And suddenly they feel like it's this whole moment where they have to convince you and perform. It probably drives them even more crazy, like towards you. Oh, it is annoying. And it's because they don't take, it sounds like they don't take you seriously. They don't believe you and stuff like that. It's just actually very disrespectful. And as soon as someone like thinks like that or says something like that to me they're off my radar like i block everyone on on tiktok who are idiots in the comments or sometimes i try and like reply to them in a educational way um but yeah most of the time they're just off my radar then so you're on a date with a guy say like you're three dates in you tell him like hey i you know i'm just not that sexual um do they try to pressure you to have sex or do they say we can work around it or do do they ever feel like they're going to hit a wall because they're going to be like, well, I need sex. So what are we going to do about this? Oh, it's tricky. I've had a, a variety. <laughs> I've had one guy be like, oh, I, no, that's totally fine. Um, I, this, this one guy was like really close to the start of my realization and I was said to him I don't even know if I want you to hug me hold my hand touch me kiss me like I, I don't know what I want right now so let's maybe not let's just literally like get to know each other go on some fun dates or whatever he was like oh yeah no like sex isn't important to me either that's totally fine totally get you next thing I know he's holding my hand and then he, he pulls me in for a kiss and I go along with the kiss because I'm like maybe it will feel different maybe I do want this and then I'm like absolutely not and then I think about it for a little while like a few days later I'm like that's actually really disrespectful so he's he's off the books <laughs> and then um one guy I told he was so sweet and he actually I don't I'm not gonna say his name so I won't out him but um he got really emotional and a bit teary and was like oh I wish I was like that and I've had a lot of people say that actually I wish I was more like that and I think it's because a lot of people, like men, I think especially, or that's just who I've spoken to, put a lot of pressure on sex for vi uh, validity, like to make them feel more manly. And um, if they can make a woman feel like this, then it, they're better and they're stronger and they're, be they're a better man. And he, he put a lot of pressure on that. And he was like, I'm, I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't want it like you. And I was like... The grass isn't greener though. Like we've all got our, we've all got the struggles. Like I didn't want to be ace and or demi or grey sexual. I didn't want that. So it's there's always struggles. But um, another guy, oh another guy, um, I sort of told him, <laughs> and then I just didn't hear from him. Just just complete like, ghost. He just disappeared. <clears throat> yeah, I went on a date with him. I went on a couple of dates with him, and it was it was going really well. I was re it was I was really happy with it. And then, yeah, like a couple of days later, he just didn't reply to one of my messages. Do you, like, oh, okay. <laughs> do you worry about guys that are thinking like, okay, you know, I really care for you, but I need sex and sex is really important to me that it's going to be hard for me to be with you long term. Right. This is what like my situation is. My friend did a really good is it called analogy the other day. And it's like, say a guy loves golfing, like going to golf. 
and um, like is obsessed with it, needs to do it every week, every night or whatever. And you're, you're okay with it. Like you can do golf, but it's not really, you don't really like it or it's not your priority or you're not interested basically. It's like that. And so you compromise and say, look, we can go to golf together like once or twice a week maybe like if I feel like it is that is that okay and like you just sort of work it out with each other and I think if a guy doesn't respect like what I want it's not going to work but also if I don't respect what he wants it's not going to work and I think that's where like a sex repulsed ace like they're going to need to find someone who is also sex repulsed because it's, the relationship's not going to work. Yeah, no, it really I mean? whittles the numbers down. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking about these people that, like, it's already hard enough to date and find someone where it's, like, if the sex repulse person is trying to date, like, you know, your numbers really whittle down. I, I think also the other aspect is that, like, if they know that you're not that into it, then um, it's going to hurt their ego because so much of their ego is based in what they can give you pleasure-wise and what they can provide for you. And if they feel like you're just going through the motions, they probably, it will probably have a deleterious effect on their ego or their self image. But I think that's when your compatibility comes into play. Like it, it, it is a two way street. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I think if, if you're not, if you can't give each other the, what you need for a relationship to work, well, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm just going to have to find someone somehow who, who, um, I don't know, wants to get to know my personality rather than like my body a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> like in the end. Maybe you should stick I, with women I, then because men, men are pretty primal. This <laughs> has been a running joke really with like my family and all my friends that I am a lesbian. And every time since I've been really young, like every time the family goes, oh, when are you going to get a boyfriend? When are you going to go on dates with boys? And I'm like, well, what if I want to get a girlfriend? What if I want to bring a girl home? And then my family are like, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and my brothers, I've got two older brothers. They always say I'm a lesbian. And then <laughs> my, I don't know. It's just, it's just a running joke. Um, but it's also not, it's not a horrible joke. It's a very like, if I was to bring a girl home, it would be absolutely fine. But the way I came out with my mum about being asexual was I was in the car and she was dropping me off at the train station. I was going to London and I, I kind of like, it's weird because since I found out, I've wanted to tell, tell my mum because we're so close and she's so supportive of everything. So I knew it wouldn't be an issue, but because I hadn't quite come to terms with myself and I knew that she'd have a lot of questions, I kind of wasn't ready for that. So, and it's weird because every single time that I thought about telling my mum or even like gone through the motions of how I'm going to do it, what I'm going to say, I would get really emotional, tear up. Like I just couldn't even bring myself to, to speak. Like my throat would close up. And then one night I was just laying in bed and I was like, what if I just tell my mum? And it was the first time I thought about it or thought about how I was going to do it and I didn't get choked. And I was like, oh I, I could do this and I and then from then on I wanted to do it so the next day I was like in the car and um I knew that I wanted to just get it out there and run away so I was in the um coming around what, roll the out of the door I, yeah. <laughs> in a moving vehicle <laughs> <laughs> no I was like 
and we were coming up to it and I was like oh mum can I um, just tell you something she was like what what have you done uh, she was probably <laughs> like what happened have you got a job I was like no nothing like that and then um I just sort of said like do you know what asexuality is and she was like is that when you like girls? Is that when you like this? And I'm like, oh, no. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> she had no idea what it was. Bless her. Like, she, she tries. Um, so then um, I had to explain it to her, and she was like, oh, so is that it then? Like, you're you're never going to get into a relationship. You're never going to, like, do all that stuff. And I was like, no. No. So I had to explain it a little bit. But we were getting closer and closer to the train station, and I was like, yeah, so that's me. I'm going to go now <laughs> and just ran off. But bless her, I felt really bad afterwards because I was like, I wish that I did have the time to explain it to her and let her process it and then let me process it and stuff like that. And actually, we've got a soap over here called um, Emmerdale and there's an asexual character in it, but it's not really like there was a bit of a storyline about it. and it's, it's not like a massive thing. Um, so I just messaged her when I was on the train and I was like, yeah, I'm like Lib from Emmerdale, basically. And then that was that. And then I was like, I'm really sorry to dump it on you. And she was like, don't be silly. And then she started talking about something else. And wow. I was like, <laughs> I was like okay. <laughs> Supportive or <laughs> distracted. She's one of those. She bless it. She's so, um, she's got a lot on her brain. Like there's a lot going on. So I think she just sort of was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, it's not a big deal. That's who you, she said, that's who you are, like, perfect. Nice, like, it's good to know. So if I have, like, down days or if I'm struggling with something, like, she's there. Um, but other than that, like, it's not a problem. It's not an issue. It's not a big deal. And I think that's just, yeah. It's kind of nice. Yeah. I do, I do really, I, I think next year I'm going to really, like, try and get on the dating. And I, I do want a relationship. I really do. And I've got, I've got a few crushes at the moment. It's it's rough out there. I'm just warning you. There's a lot of personality yeah, disorders. Celebrity crush. Oh, celebrity I crushes. Think, yeah, I get a lot of celebrity crushes, but um, yeah, they're never. I think that's why I'm like I'm never. They're never gonna happen, so I can. <laughs> Whereas if I was like face to face with someone who I really really liked and stuff, I I don't know um, whether I would want to have sex with them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, I, I don't know, personally know what you mean, but I'm understanding more. It sounds like you're more just like a... Maybe it's not traditionally asexual. Maybe it's just like, it's just very rare for you to have that sexual desire. Uh, exactly. Right. Versus, yeah, I think yeah. the very traditional definition would be like zero desire, but it seems like you just have a lot more to get there. A lot more preconditions have to be there. That's, Makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's where the Demi and Grey come into it. So I just find it re a lot easier to say to people I'm asexual because like they're more likely to know what that's about. And then if they want to know more, if they're interested, if they still want to chat to me, then I'll, I'll go into the gray and Demi. Yeah. But I never, I I've never heard of gray. It sounds like you yeah. fuck old people. <laughs> Maybe they should work on that term. Like, I'm only into gray pubes. It's a bit like it's not black and it's not white. It's like I still like sex, but not. Tell them to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> Whoever came up with that one. No, I'll let them know. <laughs> well, this has been interesting. Uh, good luck out there dating. Uh, I would say that to anyone, asexual or not. It is uh, a tornado of personality disorders. <laughs> 
but love is real and we believe in it. Blah, 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 blah. Any any <laughs> questions from you, Shivam? I, I just want to know, is it fully uh, psychological or is it like th- there's like some sort of biology in it where when you said like if someone even touches you or tries to hug you, you feel uncomfortable. Is it and in any way like even one person biological or is it just purely psychological? So for me, I think it's biological. However, I think um, some people have said before, like on my, they, the people that I've spoken to through TikTok and stuff, they've said, can I still be ace even though I think it's a trauma thing? And I'm, I'm, I'm not an ace expert just yet. <laughs> so, and also, so I don't know, but also again, who the hell am I to say? No, you're not ace. Yes, you are ace. No, you're not gay. No, do you know what I mean? There's no, who is anyone to say that you're, you can or can't be a sexuality? I think if you feel drawn to it, if that label suits you, if you think that's the best way to describe yourself at, at that time, fair play, go for it. Like, how does, who am I to say? Well, yeah. How does it affect you biologically? Like, what happens in your body? He's trying to ask physically. you if your vagina gets wet. No, I don't mean that, but like... Not from other people. <laughs> but like do you feel like is it just like a feeling weird kind of thing or does like your body like react in that way where it's like yeah i don't want anyone even like touching my hands yeah it's it's, i think it's like a it's obviously not like it's it's not physical like someone's punched me and it hurts it's like a weird like internal like yeah so it's psychological it is like closing up like you you close up that is like how i would describe it like you're you're what is the word like retracting into yourself or right you're like a turtle and you want to go back into little hole like, it'd be like oh, making out with your brother you know you would just have that like mm. ooh, this is off right, sort of right, feeling yeah. although nowadays who the hell knows it's, <laughs> <porn>. <laughs> it's not like this is why the gray and the demi come in for me because i've i have had with one guy uh last year that I looked at him and was like I want you to kiss me but he's the only guy ever and I've looked at him and I'm like yeah I actually would love you to kiss me but does it stop there like you don't want him to do anything else to you I didn't get that far so I don't know that's my next the kiss was bad the kiss was bad (laughs) is what you're saying the kiss was so bad oh was okay but then it just stops there the thing is as well like I said to him like, oh, I'm not one to have, like, go straight in for the sex and blah, 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 blah. And then next message, he's sending me, like, oh, I don't think I'm ready for a relationship and blah, stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, is that because I've just told you that I'm not, like, up for sex in the next few days? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's rhetorical, yes, yeah. yes, basically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn it, because that's the one person ever that I've actually felt like, I want you to kiss me, I want you, I want to be with you. But I don't know how I would have felt in, like, the sex situation. I don't know. Jeez. Sure. All right. Okay. Wow. I can't keep up with everything anymore. Gray sexual, demisexual. I'm, like, old school. Sapiosexual. Yeah. I got to go do some research. Well, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. We'll put your TikTok uh, in the show notes, and people can follow you there. And uh, if they have any questions, they can DM you, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I will DM me on Instagram. And I will absolutely reply. Okay. As long as it's not like a troll message. I'm not replying to troll. Oh, this audience might get a little trolly. So maybe I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Amy. Thank you so much. Come on.
Appreciate your All time. Right, Dad. Take care. Bye. Bye. -bye.